0: Hello are we all and welcome back to Turf House TV. Now, two things I want to mention first. It might start looking like a disco in here at one point. Twice now, prior to us going live, the light bulb has flickered. So I think it's on its way out. Um, so anybody, anybody that's epileptic or anything like that, do apologise first It's not me. It's uh, I, bl- I blame the landlord. dodgy electrics. Uh, um, but no, get that one out the way first. Um, secondly, thank you everybody for tuning in today. It uh, really does mean a lot. And it's good to bring you another preview, especially on the back of the recent successes we've had in recent weeks. And uh, what a performance against Watford. That's all I can say. I am happy to and pleasure to be joined by Rich from uh, a Villa Park podcast. Rich, how are you doing? I'm very well. Thank
1: you, mate. Um, pleased to be on and uh, looking forward to the game on Saturday.
0: It should be good. It should be an interest. It should be an interesting one. Um, first and foremost, mate, let everybody know um where they can find your stuff and where to where to follow you.
1: Yeah, of course. So um, we've got our main Twitter and Instagram uh, page at Villa Park Pod, um, and I'm also on Twitter at South Rich. Um, so that's my personal one as well. So yeah, follow us there. Follow me uh, on Twitter, and then we release our podcast on all the main uh on all the main audio podcast channels at the moment i am i was linked with baz on the northeast uh the newcastle fan on his channel uh world Sport oh, yeah, TV. No, baz. um but uh he's he's kind of moved to more just newcastle only now so looking to set up my own youtube channel over the coming weeks maybe maybe even wait until next season now so look out for that the channel on youtube but as it happens at the moment just all your main podcast platforms to listen to um and yeah, we've just done a, a Burnley preview as well, so um, look out for that if you wanna if you wanna get it from a more Aston Villa perspective. With with a little bit of respect for Burnley as well.
0: Uh not wrong with that. There's got to be a little bit of respect, out there. It's, it's the Claret and Blue in us. We've got to stick exactly, together at some exactly, point.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: Plus, the yeah. two of us are speaking about this while well, one team in Claret and Blues getting beat. So you know, are they? Are oh, I don't. They currently one the nil down. More. Last time I looked, they were one nil uh, down yeah. uh, and down to ten men as well. So oh, that's, that's it for them. that about Rangers, they're 2 0 up at half time. Excellent. Rangers 2 0 up at half time. Uh, Leicester's losing 1 0 uh, in the Conference League. And yeah, as I say, West Ham's 1 0 down and 10 men after Aaron Cresswell getting sent off. So, oh, dear. It's all <laughs> happening. It's all happening. Um, but, yeah, people, you can find the link to uh, Villa Park Podcast. I think I've got the Spotify link in the description below. Um, so do head over to that link if you uh, are interested in listening to As you say, Rich said there is a Burnley one coming out as well soon. So it will be good to obviously hear a Villa's a Villa fan's perspective. Uh, just a couple of things to touch on first before I take a couple of comments. Burnley, which is very strange, obviously, it's Dash and we sort of said, it's a bad idea. It's What 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 are you doing? Alan Pace, you've either got gigantic balls or you are one giant prick. Like, what have you done? Um, however, it seems this man has enormous balls. He's took a very ballsy move and uh, it's led to Mark Jackson being the a contender for manager of the month. Uh, as you can see there, played 4-1-3, drawn one, lost nil um, obviously, As you can see just below that, the draw away at West Ham was his first game in charge. Then the good 2-0 win at the Turf, uh, followed by another 1-0 win against Wolves, and a 2-1, well, we stole it in the second half away down at Vicarage Road. And not only that, not only that, but Nathan Collins, our centre-back, is also in contention for Player of the Month. So, you know, this is a lad who's only 20 years of age. He's going to get better. He's going to get, you know, miles better, in my opinion. Uh, and he's been absolutely solid since coming in for the injured Ben Mee. However, I think the way things are going, I'd keep Ben May, uh on the touchline, <laughs> by all accounts. Yeah. Uh, and also, we are going for goal of the month. Uh, Connor Roberts cutting in from the right-hand side and having a shot from the edge of the box against Southampton uh, is also a contender, as I say, for goal of the month. So, yeah, the... Burnley plays left, right and centre in there. I bet we don't win one of them, I reckon. Thomas Frank will probably get it for manager of the month. Um, Nathan Collins, he'd be very, very lucky, but I'm not sure. And Connor Roberts, I'm, well, no. Burnley putting the ball on the back of there, nobody likes to see that. So hmm. I, doubt, <laughs> I doubt Burnley will win that. Um, Rich, I'll come to you first with uh, the main question, really. Your thoughts on your season so far?
1: Consistently inconsistent, I would say. Um, Just, we've, I mean, it just, it speaks for itself in terms of how, where we are in the league, firstly. um, How we've, looking at our results across the season, like in terms of how few draws we've got. um, And... Yeah, just just the runs that we've had. Like we've either we've either gone on we've gone on one run of five straight defeats that ended up costing Dean Smith his job. We we've, we've just recently come off the back of a four defeats in a row uh, under Gerard, where we've just kind of put that to bed. Um, but we've interspersed that with with runs of like three wins in a row, and and you know in a couple of times this season. So it's just been like that all season. It's just been a real roller coaster, and you think. If we, if only we'd have, you know, made. we've got a real soft centre. Like we've never, we've only had one game this season where we've come back from being 1-0 down to win a game. Um, and then there's only been another one occasion where we came back to draw against Man United when we were 2-0 down. And that just says it all about the kind of the way we are as a team. Like we just very, very rarely come back from being a goal down to, to get any sort of result out of the game. And then when we won, we've put but on the flip side, when we go up one nil up in a game, we we often win with a clean sheet, you know, so it, it's just it's just been a funny, funny season in the fact that we've just been so inconsistent with, with our, with our results and you know, where, where we are in the table is, 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 is exactly,
0: you know, where, where those results suggest you should be. No fair assessment. Very fair assessment. Um, before we go on to speaking about Gerard, do you think that the difference between of football stances between Dean Smith and Gerard? Do you think there is much difference? Have you seen much difference in Villa since it's been a change of manager?
1: Um, I think when he first came in, there was there was a, a noticeable difference in terms of that the we were certainly less there was certainly less space between the lines in terms of not necessarily the between the lines vertically, but certainly like across the pitch, yeah. like our wide players always used to stay really wide um, under Dean Smith and our midfield was always so stretched, um, which was sometimes good in terms of taking teams on the break. But whenever a team got the ball, they just could, they could just walk through us. So initially when Gerrard came in, he tightened that up so, considerably in terms of that midfield area and particularly impact that midfield area. I think he's tried to, I I don't know whether he's quite got the personnel to play that consistently with, you know, he's still got a lot of Dean Smith players. So we've kind of gone back to that old style, if you like, and we've kind of done a little bit half and half because we're not quite as expansive in midfield, but he's gone with two wide midfielders again, and one, one player, one up front through the middle yeah um so in a short answer to your question at the moment there isn't a great deal of difference um but i think with a full pre-season and with a you know with maybe one or two maybe three or four players of his own adding to that squad and one or two leaving i think we'll begin to start seeing the the the, the you know the gerard effect that he had on rangers coming into villa I think I think we'll see more of that. Um, but yeah, at the moment there's not there's not a huge and that, that's the that's the the kind of talk on Twitter that that you know villa fans aren't seeing that difference in Gerard's villa to Dean Smith's villa. But it's very mm. difficult very difficult when you haven't got when you've got players other than other than Luca Dean, who hasn't played very often, and yeah. Philip Coutinho. you basically got the same team that Dean Smith had. So you've you've got to kind of tread tread carefully when you you know when you're a new manager coming in
0: midway through the season. Definitely. Um, going back, uh, probably just a little bit before Gerard came in. Obviously, selling Jack Grealish. It came around. You know, I think I think the way that you'd done it was was per- perfect in a sense because the chairman came out and made it clear that you know it just was what it was that we said. Anything above 100 million in your contract, that you know, you, you're free to talk. Um, did did you worry a little bit at the start of the season when it was a case of you'd lost him? Did you think, let's, or was you sort of thinking, if we can invest this properly, we've got a good chance of fighting for at least a top half finish this season?
1: Yeah. I think it's, I, I don't want to sit on the fence, but I think it was mixed because yeah. I think you bang on like the way that it was. The way that it was done was handled very well at that, at that time. And there was a lot of optimism because we won the final two games of the season. We'd finished in 11th place after just staying up the season before. Um, we'd got all this money in. We'd, we'd signed these you know, Buendia, um, uh, Buendia uh, Ings and Leon Bailey. So everything's, everything's like optimistic. You think, right, they already had this plan in place. You know, there was a lot of times where it was kind of Villa with Jack Grealish FC, like literally everything yeah. went through him. So you kind of thought, well, it is time that these other players stepped up. It is time that Villa didn't have to rely on Jack Grealish so much. But at the same time, you're losing a player of that calibre. Like, he's irreplaceable. You you can't, yeah. for, for, for a team like us, he's, he's absolutely irreplaceable. So there was that. There was that little bit of trepidation of you know what is going to happen if if we do if as and when we've lost him, having having looked at it throughout the season now and looking at where we've talked about this on on my on my episode, but where we are now and where he is as a player, it, everything hasn't quite worked out as for both parties, I would imagine, as as they envisaged it. You well, know, I,
0: Leon, I said same. I yeah. said same. I said I don't see where Greely will fit at Manchester City I said to be honest I said Man City could take somebody from League 2 but as long as he's got the quality around him it's going to work but we've seen this year that it's sort of not he can't he hasn't sort of got up to speed with the way Man City are doing things he's, he's sort of been we, I'll tell you a player we saw it with Zaha was a, was a main star at Palace you know similar to Grealish being the main star at Villa went to Manchester United flop yeah are, are we seeing yeah. a similar? Are we seeing a similar pattern with Grealish?
1: Uh, quite possibly. I think. I think next season is a, is a real key season because I think one thing in this in his favour is this this isn't this isn't uncommon with players that go to Man City and it it does take them a l- like a season to kind of bed into the into the Pep way but my my only reservation on that is they've they've not really had a player like Jack Grealish and England doesn't really have a player like Jack Grealish like there isn't many of them of his type no. um and does it does can he be coached does he need to be coached or does he just need to be told just do what you want on the pitch just go out and play because when he was at villa that's all he did that's literally all he did and you know, he won games single-handedly for us. Like, I remember the, the season that we just stayed up when we, we beat you guys 2-1 and he scored an absolute brilliant goal. You yeah, know, he and he just had those moments where he could he could do stuff like that. And I just don't see those moments at, at Man City and I don't see them happening ever. Like, I don't see him getting the opportunity to glide past three players and, and slide someone in because he's not going to be given that opportunity to run with the ball. But equally with Villa you know, Leon Bailey hasn't done anything this season and he came with a real high profile and he was going to be, you know, this, he was going to light up the division. Now, don't get me wrong, he's had a couple of injuries, but he just doesn't look anywhere near that player. You know, Danny Ings has had had an up and down season, like when he does play and he gets a run of games, he's really, he is real quality. And I know you, you know, obviously ex Burnley, he's a real quality player, but he hasn't quite hit the heights and him and him and Ollie Watkins haven't quite hit the heights in terms of a partnership and then Emi Buendia is probably the most successful out of those but he's finding his nose pushed out of joint because we've we've signed Philip Coutinho so I think that just adds to the the first question that you said about the kind of inconsistency yeah. of Villa this season and not really being able to find the rhythm and being able to find a um, find a groove in terms of the season and you know, you guys are really in that groove at the moment, and it's ironic almost that it's taken a change of manager, like a legend, really, to to to, to leave to to kind of get
0: that. Yeah, it's it's been a a mad couple of a uh, mad couple of weeks at, at Turf Moor. I can tell you that. Um, <laughs> speaking of Gerard, what firstly, what were your thoughts when you were at Gerard? Was you thinking, "Oh, brilliant," but then also at the back of your mind thinking. We're we're just a stepping stone to the Liverpool job.
1: Um, I was I was all for him. I mean, I was I was I was probably all for Gerard probably six months before he signed for us. Um Fair enough. Fair I, I wanted I wanted him. I wanted I wanted to be to be truthful. I think Dean Smith did a great job for us, but I think the two wins that we got at the end of last season kept him in a job. I think they would have got rid of him. At the end of at the end of that season had we not yeah. won those last two games because we were just on a terrible run at the end of that season so I think that bought him some time but yeah I was all for Steven Gerrard six months before he, he, he came in so you know when he came in I was like he couldn't come soon enough. I, I do think and believe that he is the next special manager in special English manager. I just think he's got that that aura about him and he's got that kind of fear factor that there aren't many managers that have that. And if he can match that with it either the right people around him or develop his coaching ability, I think he could be a real special, special, special manager. Um but yeah, so yeah, I thought I think I thought great. In terms of the um the stepping stone to Liverpool, if I was always of the opinion that if he's gonna get the Liverpool job, it must mean that he's done something good at Villa. So I'll take that. I mean, most managers don't last more than three years anyway. So, if he moves on to Liverpool after three years and gets Villa where he needs to get them, then happy days. Let's let's sign him off. But I think Klopp signed a new deal now, so that might buy us a bit more time. To be honest,
0: no, oh, definitely, definitely. Um, and how good of it? How good was it? Sorry, that. You play Norwich. Dean Smith's in charge. Your new manager sends your old manager down. How did that feel?
1: Oh, it's a
0: bittersweet one, isn't it? Because I bet you were sat there just giving it a bit of, you know, what, that's your, that's it. That's, it's... you made your bed, you're lying in
1: it. It's a hard one, really, because Smith, he had a lot of love. At, he had a lot of love for Villa fans. And, and I think, I think, at the end of when he did go i still think it was probably about 40/60 in his like i think in in our favor i think 60% were like yes it's time for him to go but 40% probably were like no let's keep him let's let's we you know we 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 signed a long term project with dean smith so i think there was a lot of kind of sadness really and it, it's it's just a football's a funny way of doing that, doesn't it? Like he goes back to his old club and we beat them and we send them down, but he got a great reception from the fans. He got a good reception at the end of the game, but you know, he had a lot of games at Norwich to try and turn it around and it can't really be, I know, I know they were probably down before the start of the season, but they brought him in to, to, to change, you know, to have a reaction and to change things. And to be honest, he hasn't really done that. Um, so I do I do hope he brings them back up, but I think I think deep down he'll probably be, be disappointed in himself that he he didn't have a bigger impact on the, the, than what than what he did. Um, but yeah, there was it was a bit bittersweet. It was great to win because Villa needed a win. Like you know we we drawn against Leicester, stopped the rot a little bit, but in terms of needing that win, we we definitely did, um, and it was probably probably the right team to come to Villa Park and get get back
0: to winning ways no fair shout, fair shout. um just just bear with me one moment I th- this is what i mean about shoddy <laughs> landlord right she's in the shower she's now stopped so i don't even have to move um but it's coming through the bloody ceiling oh dear you know, when Berlin, when people say Berlin's a shithole, I'm I'm really selling it. I'm really selling it here, aren't I? <laughs> um, I'll explain it later, too. I'll explain it later. Let, let's have a quick look, then, um, at the recent games. Um, as you can see there, obviously, um, a good result against Norwich, you know, a dying, you know, goal to solidify Norwich's relegation in the last fixture. They said Talk me through the games before. You know, did, was it uh, an even contest, or do you think you should have got something away at um, away at the King Power?
1: Even contest, mate. I was there. It was. Uh, it was. It was probably one of the worst games that I've been to in a long time. Uh, both teams were. I think Leicester had one eye on the uh, the first leg of their semi final in the Conference League, and um, Villa were off the back of four defeats in a row. So. Neither team really wanted to push to really go out and win the game. And it was it was, it was definitely an end-of-season, mid-table game. Um, the game before that against Tottenham, they got an early goal. Then we battered them for the first half. Probably could have and should have been two or three one-up. But once we'd thrown everything at Tottenham, they they kind of knew that we'd thrown everything at them. In the second half, they changed their tactics a little bit, went more direct and, and absolutely hammered us. And then um, the two games before that, you know, you, it's always disappointing to lose against your local, local Premier League rivals, at least, against Wolves. And that wasn't a great performance. And then Arsenal, we've not done well against the top eight teams this season. So that was kind of a real disappointing performance. Um, but yeah, I think we're just, we're just off the back of two solid results. Um, so I'd hope that a little bit more confidence has been brought, brought back into the team.
0: Hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, speaking of confidence, I look at you know Burnley's last five. There, you know, the, the Norwich one—one really frightening. It is the, the Norwich one for me. Is the one that sticks with me a bit because we'd beaten Everton, we'd done the hard task, we'd made it level on points at the time, and it was like that was a must-win game. And then we go to we turn up at Carrow Road, and we just. It's almost like we've walked into that game already expecting them to just roll over and give us the win. Yeah. And it's, so are you, it's are almost you guys, like... Sorry, are you, guys,
1: are you guys four wins? Are you four wins from six then? Are you, was Everton the game before? Yes, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, four wins from seven, sorry.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: One, two, three, four, five. No, yeah, sorry, four wins from yeah, six. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you guys have won three in a row. Um, drew against West Ham, lost to Norwich, but before that, beaten Everton. I mean that that form is frightening.
0: Yeah, and to be fair, we should have got something away at West Ham. Um, yeah. You know, Corner missed a penalty, um, which J Rod had the ball at the time and was ready to put it on the spot, but Corner said, "No, I went down in the box. I'm mm-hmm. having it." Mm-hmm. Fair enough. They thought, interim manager, I'll do what I want. Um, and yeah, as I said, we, we did well at keeping West Ham at bay to begin with. But West Ham on set pieces this season have been deadly and uh, Suchek were in the right spot to get an equaliser. I mean, we can't really go off our previous meetings. They're both games from last season Yeah. Um, because our games obviously got put back to obviously this dying end of the season. But sure. you know, you sat on 40 points and the teams around you are, uh, are now into the 30s and and that's the teams that are around 16th, 17th. Um, when you look at your games recently and you think, apart from that Norwich game, which hopefully should have given you a bit of momentum to kick on a little bit, do you, do you fear you could potentially get dragged into it?
1: no 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 i don't I don't to be honest i think i think we've we've i think forty points is is enough um I think yeah. it's very gonna really be very very difficult for the three i mean you, you i think Brentford are below us as well on similar points and I think there might be one other team, but if you're looking at if you're looking at yourselves everton and Leeds as being the three for one for one relegation position. The chances of those three teams all picking up, like all turning around a six-point deficit, and I think Leeds, Leeds got less points, or, or has Everton got less points? I can't remember. I think it might be Everton, maybe with a nine yeah, point Everton, deficit yeah. or some, something silly. To to think that that would happen with three teams to do that, and then Villa losing all of their remaining five games, I I can't see it. Um, yeah. so no, I don't I don't think so. I think. I mean even even if we were to lose all the games apart from one to get one point in that the, in one of the games that'll put us on 41 which would be which would be more than enough so no I'm not I'm not worried I would just like to end the season you know as I said before our season has been a series of runs of wins runs of defeats back to a small run of wins back to another small run of defeats back to a small run of wins Back to another small run of defeats. So I'm hoping that we finish it with a little flourish and a few a few wins. So yeah, I I I can't see it. I, I think we'll probably get another I think I've predicted seven points from the final five games of the season. So I think something around that would be would be reasonable.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. As I say, we've got to we've got to play each other twice, haven't we? Now yeah. so yeah. you know I think there's only I think you've got two games between us. But we've got one. We've only got Spurs, and I think you've got two to play. I'm not sure. Yeah, we've we've got you
1: guys on Saturday, and then we've got Liverpool at home on next Tuesday, Crystal Palace away, on the uh, sorry Crystal Palace at home next Sunday.
0: Yeah, you've got then, three, yeah, it's, and then us, uh, and your your place, yeah. yeah. So you've got three home games, and then one away. And, yeah, I think. Yeah, we've got Man, Man City, the last
1: game of the season, which which will be fantastic. a title decider. Uh, yeah, with Stephen Gerrard. Could he could he get a result to hand the title to his to Liverpool? I, I don't know. Oh,
0: I didn't look um, at it like that before, but now you mention it. Yeah. Yeah. Now you mention it. I'm sure you'll take it. I'm sure you would take it. I would take it as well. And, and and
1: Grealish as well. Hasn't hasn't won a trophy since he's gone to Man City. So uh, it every be Grealish 12. curse.
0: Yeah. Why not? Um go on then. You tell us then, because pretty much this looks like the the three contenders set for the drop: <laughs> Fat Frank, G- jo- well, a fake Jody Marsh, and uh, <laughs> and the Dead Musician. So, yeah. uh, you know, who 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 do you see occupying seventeenth? Especially oh. when you've, I'm guessing you'll have looked at the runnings. Yeah, and I just think, for me, I can't look any further than Leeds. Yeah, well, d- don't
1: don't listen to the to my podcast. Um episode because you probably won't like my choice <laughs> <laughs> but because I'm on your podcast I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna say leads um yeah I hey, think... don't
0: worry about it I said the exact same thing when all this like stuff against Sheffield United happened with this n- no watch <laughs> malarkey so no don't, don't look back on this channel either <laughs> it's gonna be so it's
1: gonna be so um it's so many twists and turns still. I mean, have you guys got four games left?
0: Or yeah. You, so we've yeah, got four you, games twice, left. you twice. You uh, twice. Sorry, we've got you this weekend, then Spurs, then yourselves again, yeah. and then Newcastle Right. At, uh, at the turf on the final day, right. which so... Newcastle fans have all been saying... They're not bothered. They they want to play Jimmy Neal and Anton Deck in midfield. They'd rather send Everton or yeah. Leeds down. Yeah, I think I think
1: Leeds are, on the on paper have got the the real tough the toughest run in. My own my only concern for you guys is is that is to win four Premier League games in a row. And I said this on my episode is extremely difficult. It is so difficult to win four get four games in a row. I I don't know if other than Tottenham man U, uh tottenham man city and liverpool i don't know any of any other premier league team this season that've done it i'm sh- i'm sure there are maybe maybe chelsea as well have, have probably done it but it's so difficult to win four in a row it's it's hard enough to win three in a row um so that's that's my only that's my only concern with you guys like if we beat you on on saturday then you go to spurs that that's a that's a tough place to go that's my <laughs> only that's my only concern I think I think unfortunately <laughs> Everton I think will have enough, uh, particularly with their home form. Leeds is the one where I think their running is is really difficult, and they that I think they have the, you know they will. I think it's probably I think it's probably, be, think it's probably be between you guys, but I mean the the run that you guys have been on, thirteen points from the last six games is, is unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable, and. Obviously, I'll ask you, but it seems to me like getting changing the manager. Um, although he was an absolute legend, it seems like the shackles have come off you guys a little bit. Like you seem to be playing more progressive passing. You seem to be keeping yeah. the ball a little bit better. Seem to create more chances. Obviously, it comes with confidence, but it seems like Dwight McNeil has suddenly got a new lease of life. Like he's he's playing like he was last season. Like beating players and putting good crosses in. So. And that veg horse, although he's not scoring a great deal of goals, I, I say that now, ready before the players <laughs> on Saturday. But he just seems to link up the play really well. Um, yeah, does. And so yeah, so it just it, like you guys have given yourselves the best chance of 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 staying up. Like that, that's that's the best thing I can I can say about it because you know that's that's all you want at this stage of the season as well, isn't it? Like from the position that you're in, you want to give yourself the best chance of of, uh, of of staying up and, and giving yourselves that opportunity. I think the other good thing about you guys is you've been in that position before.
0: You've, you've got players that have yeah. done it
1: before. Um, yeah, that's
0: what, I, that's what I was saying to everybody else, that Everton don't realise what sort of dogfight they're in. Leeds sort of get it, but I think they feel that they've got every right to be there because massive club tag. Yeah. Um, and we've just been scraping the barrel Apart from that, Europa run that year, we've been scraping the barrel every season. So, you know, it's strange because I've sat here as soon as Dash went and said the only person if we do go down to get us back up is Dash. Um, but you know, Alan Pace, as I said, has got giant cajones. He's made a mm. made made a very ballsy move, and uh, if anything, as as I said to a few people, he's probably reciprocated the way that is hand felt when, when his wife were grasping that during childbirth, he's probably done the same to her with every 90 minutes of football yeah. since making that decision. So yeah, yeah. it's come, It's come swings and roundabouts. Um, yeah. I but mean, this, we'll, this
1: game, this game for you guys is massive. This Saturday, this Saturday's game is huge
0: for you, for you guys. It really is. I think I'd, I'd take a point now, but
1: I'd take
0: a point now, but I take a point now but, yeah. I, point now, but yeah. I, don't, I don't know. It's, the fact that we've got the two games as well, it's almost like a bit of leeway. But with this one being at turf more, exactly, that's yeah. where you've got to take them. But that leads us on to the predictions. <laughs> so, this is where it gets interesting. um First and foremost, Klopp hasn't signed a new contract. That was all just rumors. gerrard has gone to Liverpool. It's already <laughs> happened. Rich, you've been appointed. You've got the scarf a lot. You've had the shirt with the name on the back. You're picking the team for this weekend. Who's who makes your Aston Villa starting eleven?
1: Wow, that's that's a tough question because
0: I think I think
1: we're in one of these positions in the season where he's he's given a few players opportunities to either play for their shirt for next season or play for it. To put themselves in the shop window, and um, we've seen like players coming in that, like Callum Chambers came in out of nowhere, out of not playing the last three or four games on Saturday. We played a young player called Tim Bonham in cent- in defensive midfield, A young eighteen-year-old, gave him his first start. So I think there'll be a few changes for us, but I see. I'll say, I think Emmy Martinez will be in goal. Yeah, I think he'll go with the same back four that he that started against Norwich. So that'll be. Matty Cash at right back, Luca Dean at left back, and Tyrone Mings and Callum Chambers in central defence. I think he will go with Marvellous Nakamba in the defensive midfield position. And then he'll go with John McGinn and I think maybe Douglas Louise instead of jo- uh, Jacob Ramsey. And then I think he'll play Emi Buendia. Uh, And Danny Ings and Ollie Watkins up front. So I think he'll be more compact, tighter midfield and try and get the width from pushing his full-backs on. Um, And then I think Ings and Watkins, Ings changed the game against Norwich on on Saturday and came on and did really well. So I think he definitely deserves his start. And Villa fans have been absolutely crying out for Buendia to start. So I think he comes in instead of Coutinho for, for, for the start and then Coutinho maybe comes on this time instead of instead of the other way around
0: no that's that sounds uh sounds fair enough um who who do you think Burnley should look out for I mean it's so easy to turn around from a Burnley perspective and say Danny Ings is going to want to put in a game of his life being against a former club but who would you say that we should fear the most
1: um, I think Oli Watkins is is starting to 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 capture some form towards the end of this season. I think um, he looked he had a very good second half against Leicester. Was unlucky not to score. He had a very good game on on Saturday against Norwich. Um, so I think he's kind of got the bit between his teeth. Um, I also think Emi Bendi. If he does start, I think he's he's been every time he's come on in the last sort of few weeks. He's always like lit the lit the team up and done really well. So I think. I think he would be one to certainly watch out for. Um, And then I think obviously if Coutinho is on the bench in that situation, I think obviously him coming on because I can't see him not coming on. So I would say those players, uh, like, you know, other than Ings playing against his old club, I think Watkins, uh, Buendia uh, definitely wants to watch for me.
0: Interesting. And who do you fear the most? I mean, we were expecting Maxwell Corner to be back against Watford. He wasn't. So there's a good chance maybe he may be back for this fixture. But for you personally, who do you fear the most from the uh, Burnley eleven?
1: We don't have a great deal of height in our team. Um, so we've only got Tyrone Mings, um, Chambers or Konza, whoever whoever out of those two players are centre-back. And then Emmy Martinez, obviously the goalkeeper, um, who are above six foot. So for me... I think any of your players from set pieces. So you're looking at, you know, your Tarkovsky, Collins, Veghorst. You've got, you know, I would be worried when, if and when we concede any set pieces around you. Um, and I think Weghorst is one of those players. who's like great feet for a big man. It's that old cliche, like so. I think yeah. he links he links yeah. the players well together. So I think I think um, McNeil. I've always been a fan of, and I think he's. Really coming to his own. I was really surprised that like Neil uh, Lennon, Aaron Lennon was getting in ahead of uh, in ahead of him, and I was I was always real really puzzled about that because I've always found that Aaron Lennon, yeah, he, he, he he's quite quick and he tries hard, but he's even got a lot of a lot to his game other than like dropping the shoulder and and knocking yeah. it in front of him and being running, a bit whereas... of an
0: Adama Traore, a bit of a speed man. Yeah, speedmer,
1: yeah, too. yeah. Whereas I was think that McNeil's got a lot more to his game. Um, so We're yeah, just he, not he, it he was
0: consistently enough from McNeil this season. I think that's the only reason why. And we all we all agreed that when Dash dropped him for a few games, and then when he came back, he was almost like the McNeil would sign, but then it dropped yeah. off again. Yeah. But then Dash is like, Listen, take the booze, take the shit, take the flak, because you're gonna get it in football. If anything, learn from it. Nurt- mm. nurture yourself from it. But as I say, since Dash went, the first strings have been off. And um that's it. He's been free to roam and do what he pleases, and it's it's stood us in better offstead.
1: Absolutely,
0: uh, and Jay Rodriguez
1: always tends to get a goal against us in some way, shape, or form. Like he <laughs> used to do it at the Baggies, and we were in the in the championship. But yeah, I think no, I think McNeil, Veghorst, and, and as I say, any height, any balls into the box from set pieces, I think I'll be I'll be very worried.
0: No, I would, and uh, I look at the fact of Jay Rodriguez obviously signed a new. Two year contract, so I'll probably see out the rest of his career at Turf Moor if it goes to the full hog. Um, but yeah, scoreline prediction for this one because usually on a Friday I do a prediction video for the mm. Premier League, so I don't give my prediction away. Um, but tomorrow I'm taking my stepdaughter and my five year old daughter to go see Little Mix in Manchester, so. You know, I've got to do my daddy duties. Yeah, of course. Of course. Take one for the team. Of he says course. that I'll be there. little mixed up. You'll be loving it. There. Yeah, you'll be
1: loving it. Yeah. I'm giving it yeah, all. Yeah. This. You'll be pushing I'll, If I see it, <laughs> if I see a ginger beard with glasses at the front with a cap on, <laughs> I'll, know it, I'll know it's you on the, on the news. <laughs> um, I think I would go for, um, I think I, I said this on mine, I, I think, Kevin who did the show with me, he he predicted a 2-1 Burnley win. Um so he went against Villa. Um I went the other way, I've gone for a 2-1 Villa win.
0: Interesting. Uh I mean I take Kevin's prediction, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm gonna this is this for me screams one of those games where Burnley want the win because obviously with Everton getting the the three points against Chelsea, Burnley still need to do their bit. Not that we should shut up shop now anyway, keep keep things going. Because for me, that Watford game was a big turnaround. We'd not been one-nil down under this interim manager and thought, right, how do we get out of this? Mm. You know, we've only just we've only come back in a game once all season, and that was against Everton. So how how do we sort of re-energize ourselves and go again in the second half? But we did. Uh, so, I'd be happy with a sh- 1 0 shithouse win. Just wouldn't surprise me. Something like it's a proper dead heat, chances galore. And then Ashley Barnes comes on in the last 10 minutes and just him and Taro Mings have a bit of a scuffle, but it leaves Vegos free to just <laughs> didn't put the put ball away. Um, who knows? As I say, it is all a matter of opinion. Uh, but. Yeah rich it's been absolutely fantastic having you on uh before no we go i want to play a little game with you uh <laughs> and it's called this or, that. this or that so yeah this is just basically i'm going to give you two options you let me know which one you prefer um and we'll get straight into it home games or away games. Away games. Yeah. Full full days full days crack with the lads and everything. Oh melted. Uh Netflix or YouTube? YouTube. Work hard or play hard. <laughs>
1: uh Do you know what? If I if I was if I was twenty one, I'd say play hard. But I think work hard now. I think I'm work hard. I, d- I don't I don't go out enough to play hard. <laughs> the, the away days are the, the away days are enough for me. But it's just the hangovers afterwards. I can't go oh, with them anymore. Yeah, tell me
0: about it. Um, <laughs> Stillian Petrov or Jack Grealish?
1: Ah, oh, it's got to be Jack, mate. It's got to be fair one, fair
0: one. Uh, Facebook or Twitter? Twitter. Olof Melberg or Taro Mings? Melberg. Three. As
1: much as I like Mings, but it's gotta be gotta be big Melberg, yeah.
0: Not wrong with that. I'd have said that. Um cats or dogs? Uh, dogs. All spot <laughs> on so far. If you could replace any current Villa player with a Burnley player, who would it be if you had to do a straight swap deal? It's a good question. Uh, I'd probably
1: say Leon Bailey for Dwight McNeil, Mm. or or. At this moment in time, Chambers is in our team, so I'd probably I'd say Chambers for Collins. I like him. I think he's a really good player.
0: No, he is, as I say, only twenty. He's got loads of room to improve. And you've got some young defenders there as well in like Ezra concert and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean he's, he's had, had an up and down season.
1: Down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But no, I like I like him. I would yeah, I think I'd probably say that. I'd, I've always had a th- I've always had a soft spot for McNeil. I th- I think we were linked with him towards the end of last season. Yeah, um, yeah. So I was I was really keen for us to sign him at one point. But um, but yeah, you you guys have got like n- not a huge amount of names, so to speak. But just just when you get going, you are just a real tough team to play against.
0: Right. No, it's typical. it's typical. To be fair, I just love the fact that we've become a bit more expansive. We've actually become a bit of a, a different monster, in a sense. We're not, we're not a, you know, defensive coming to turf more for a game of head tennis for 90 minutes anymore. We're not a bunch of robotic idiots that just are so static and think ball to feet, pump to the big man, and that's it. Mm. We start to get the ball down, find space, play, you know, try and work an opening. And I think that's why I've seen a lot of people who were like, oh, nah, Burnley, fuck off. Go, get relegated. Piss off the championship. Don't want up to do with you. Get out of the Premier League. Like, you're boring. And then these last four or five games, since Dasha's sacking, they're all like, no, no, no. Send the topies yeah, down. Yeah, send Dasha's down. Yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah, wow. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Not not only was Dash holding the first team back, but he's holding all these that uh, closet clarets behind <laughs> us.
1: <laughs> you'll have to get a ground improvement next, a ground extension next.
0: Well, there is rumours of it. There is rumours of it, but it's a case of what's which stand to tear down first. Um yeah. Yeah. I, think, yeah. I think they're looking yeah. at the away end because it's an absolute pick star, but yeah. Um,
1: I'm I'm there on Saturday, so I'll 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 experience it again.
0: But yeah, Oh, you'll see um, that you'll need, see need, that need I unfortunately couldn't get a ticket it's just it, at the moment they are selling like hotcakes we can't even i mean the away fixture they said that because that one was postponed originally they said everyone who had an original ticket can still use that but they added like an extra allocation so they said oh you can use these they went on sale at two o'clock and by five past it sold out wow yeah, so we were just like so I mean, it, it, it's good. It's it, I mean, Club of Black, Yes. Yeah. yeah Counting yeah. it out, but yeah, um, luckily, luckily, I will, uh, I will be watching anyway. Um, through through means that, uh, <laughs> that shall not be named. Um, the big question I need to ask you: uh, the huge question, the biggest question: Does pineapple belong on pizza? <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh, Lord. Rich! You've gone from there all the way up there. <laughs> honestly, legend. Who the heck thought it was a good idea? I have to put no that idea. I have no idea. on a pizza. Ridiculous. Exactly. Nah. Ridiculous. Feast all the way for me. My man. My <laughs> man. <mate>. My <laughs> man. Uh, honestly, thank you very, very much uh, for giving us an insight into your thoughts on Aston Villa um, and everything else. Uh, again let everybody know where they can find you. And again, thank you very much.
1: No problem at all. It's been a pleasure, mate. It's been a really good show. Really enjoyable.
0: Uh, and yeah, as I say, pl- plug your socials and let everybody know what, where they can find you again.
1: Yeah, sure. So uh, at Villa Park pod on Instagram and Twitter. So yeah, please follow us there. And then my own personal uh, Twitter is at South rich and look out for our episodes. Like I said before on all Uh, Audio podcast platforms, Spotify, Google, Apple, and anywhere else you get your podcasts and look out for the YouTube channel launched again. Um, hopefully before the end of the season, but certainly, uh, certainly before the start of next
0: season. Definitely, definitely. And uh, as Mark says, there he's live at the moment, so he's not been able to join us in the chat as he usually does. Um, but yeah, big up to everyone uh, who has put comments in as well. It has been a bit of a slow one tonight. Um, I'm surprised it wasn't anything to do with my Wi-Fi, the lights or the leak. However, that'll get sorted. Don't worry about it. Landlord's going to get a bollock in it next couple of days. Um, Cowboys. Uh, But yeah, as he says, um, please do like, share and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. If you are new, we have just got over 400 subscribers. We are slowly growing. We are slowly. Now that Dash has gone, we're slowly turning people's heads a little bit. Now we're playing some football. So hopefully the channel will grow as the club progresses. Uh thanks again Rich for giving us an insight as I say Mark for his comment Uh we've got one more as well Everton Fan TV we're in it together let's send Leeds the thing is I'll, I'm with you mate right at first I was like yeah send, send Everton down because for me I didn't think Leeds were in it Um and I said it more because my stepdads a blue so I, it's almost like a giant yeah you might you might have my mum's art, but your ass your ass is in the championship so don't <laughs> worry about it Um but no, I, I agree. If we're going to send anyone down, send those uh, dirty Yorkshire folk from down down road. Send them, send them buggers uh, down to the championship for a nice little reality check. As I say, please do subscribe. Please do go check out Rich and the Villa uh, Villa Park podcast. A link to their Spotify is in the description of the video. Um, but for now. Thank you, everyone, for watching and for everyone's comments. Again, to you, Rich, as well, for giving up your time on a Thursday night. Yeah, just as as we've said, uh, people do say it on the way to Wembley, but we'll say it now. It's the business end of the season. Que Sarah Whatever will be, will be. And hopefully it's uh, going to be uh, another season in the Premier League. But thanks again. Stay safe and uh, good luck if your team's playing this weekend. Cheers. Cheers,
1: everyone.